Welcome to Flatlining, Burnout and Healthcare. This podcast seeks to understand and share different aspects of burnout as they relate to clinicians in the healthcare field. I'm your host, Britta, a second year PA student from Des Moines University. In episode one, I introduced this podcast as my master's project and talked about why I chose both this topic and the modality of podcasting. This time, we'll begin to lay down the important groundwork of defining and identifying burnout. I decided to separate defining burnout and the causes of burnout because there was way too much for one podcast episode between the two topics, so you can look forward to learning about the causes of burnout next time. I'm just starting my third week of general surgery, which is my fifth rotation, and I'm in Carroll, Iowa. I am in just complete awe of what we get to do in clinical year. I have been so lucky to have been with such amazing preceptors who have both challenged me and who have also been very kind along the way. So far, I've completed an elective derm rotation for a month an elective urgent care rotation also for a month, and then a women's health rotation and a pediatrics rotation, each of those being two weeks. Now I'm learning all about the operating room, clinic, and rounding on surgical patients in the hospital. I've been seeing a lot of colonoscopies, EGDs, venous access port removals and insertions, lipoma removals, a C-section, a bowel section, and more. For being new in the OR, I'm really enjoying my rotation and the many opportunities I get to wear scrubs and ask philosophical questions of my awesome preceptor. I hope to finish well before heading back to campus in a week and a half to complete fall on-campus assessments at Des Moines University. This will include my surgery end of rotation exam, but also skills testing through simulation lab, SPAL, OSCEs, and SOAP note presentation. I'm pumped to see my classmates, but not so excited for the testing that's coming. <laughs> I know that's part of the experience, and I know I've been soaking up so much these past couple months, so I just need to trust the process and enjoy the chances I've got to hone my skills. <laughs> but enough about me and my clinical rotations. I suppose we should get to talking about burnout. So for this episode, we're going to be defining burnout. And for me, it's important that we clarify definitions as we begin this whole series, because there's something to be said about if we define it a certain way, we want to make sure that that definition doesn't over-identify or under-identify the subset of people who are experiencing burnout. This is important work because if we don't have an understanding of the definition, we can't move forward to causes, treatment, and ultimately hoping um, to lay the ground for avoiding burnout in the future. So before beginning my master's project in this podcast, I would have defined burnout as feeling distanced from the world and being unable to enjoy work that you previously enjoyed. I personally have always loved school and studying and reading. (laughs) I know that might sound crazy, but I like methodical, 
work through the material and tuck it away somewhere in your head rhythm of school and schoolwork. And of course, I've been doing this my whole life. It's unreal that eventually I won't be going to school. I have had glimpses of the feelings of burnout at the end of semesters in college when the work was done, the boxes were all checked off, and there was no way that I was going to be productive, at least the first week after a semester had wrapped up. In PA school, I most vividly experienced burnout at the end of didactic year where I didn't even want to read for fun when classes and tests were all done because it felt like way too much work after all we had been through. I did not have to take any end of rotation exams after my first two rotations because they were electives. And I'm so thankful because I finally felt like I was beginning to want to study again only after starting my women's health rotation, which was my third rotation and my first end of rotation exam. I have even experienced some resistance when it comes to me working on this project because of the feeling that I just couldn't do school. But I'm getting better at balancing my life, I think, and giving myself some space to figure out rotations. And the drive to study well and work on this project is slowly coming back. That was my personal experience-based definition of burnout, those experiences that I had after school or after lots of tests. But when journals and studies want to discuss burnout, how do they look to define this in order to have a standardized approach and a common language for addressing this common feeling? In my research, I found the Maslach Burnout Inventory. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I'll at least be consistent. This is named after Christina Maslach, who, according to the UC Berkeley staff website, is one of the pioneering psychologist researchers of job burnout. She's the author of this Maslach burnout inventory, which is used most often to define burnout for researching purposes. Dr. Maslach is still one of the most cited authors in many academic articles about the topic. Besides being used for research, the MBI has also been the topic of research and despite having been around for 25 plus years, has been successful against the test of time and the research that's been done to show if it's a good tool to use. So the three components of burnout that are defined by the Maslach burnout inventory are emotional exhaustion, cynicism, which used to be called depersonalization, and reduced professional efficacy which used to be called personal accomplishment. I'm going to read the description and history of the MBI as printed in the third edition MBI manual to give you a better idea of the initial intentions behind the MBI. There is a fourth edition of the MBI available now, but I don't have free access to the manual, so we'll just have to do with the third edition. It says in its description and history of the instrument, the Maslach Burnout Inventory, Staff members in human services and educational institutions are often required to spend considerable time and intense involvement with other people. Frequently, the staff-client interaction is centered around the client's current problems and is therefore charged with feelings of anger, embarrassment, fear, or despair. Because solutions for clients' problems are not always obvious and easily obtained, the situation becomes more ambiguous and frustrating. 
For the person who works continuously with people under such circumstances, the chronic stress can be emotionally draining and lead to burnout. Burnout is a psychological syndrome of emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and reduced personal accomplishment that can occur among individuals who work with other people in some capacity. A key aspect of the burnout syndrome is increased feelings of emotional exhaustion. As emotional resources are depleted, workers feel they are no longer able to give of themselves at a psychological level. Another aspect of the burnout syndrome is the development of depersonalization. This callous or even dehumanized perception of others can lead staff members to view their clients as somehow deserving of their troubles. The prevalence of this negative attitude towards clients among human service workers has been well documented. The development of depersonalization appears to be related to the experience of emotional exhaustion, and so these two aspects of burnout should be correlated. A third aspect of the burnout syndrome, reduced personal accomplishment, refers to the tendency to evaluate oneself negatively, particularly with regard to one's work with clients. Workers may feel unhappy about themselves and dissatisfied with their accomplishments on the job. The consequences of burnout are potentially very serious for workers, their clients, and the larger institutions in which they interact. Our initial research on this syndrome involved interviews, surveys, and field observations of employees in a wide variety of human services professions, including healthcare, social services, mental health, criminal justice, and education. Our findings suggested that burnout can lead to a deterioration in the quality of care or service provided by the staff. It appears to be a factor in job turnover, absenteeism, and low morale. Furthermore, burnout seems to be correlated with various self-reported indexes of personal dysfunction, including physical exhaustion, insomnia, increased use of alcohol and drugs, and marital and family problems. This generally consistent pattern of findings that emerged from this research led us to postulate a specific syndrome of burnout and to devise an instrument to assess it. This measure, the Maslach Burnout Inventory, or MBI, contains three subscales that assess the different aspects of experienced burnout. It has been found to be reliable, valid, and easy to administer. So then it goes on to say, Obviously, I'm not going to continue reading from the manual itself. There are 22 items divided into three subscales, and um, it refers to the people that um, you're working with and asks you a series of questions based on those three main components of burnout as discussed earlier. So that was emotional exhaustion, cynicism, and reduced professional efficacy. Now, we'll switch to a different article that was found in World Psychiatry, and this was an article written by Dr. Maslach and a contributor, Michael Leiter, in 2016 that discusses the implications of burnout for psychiatrists. This article was entitled, Understanding the Burnout Experience, Recent Research and Its Implications for Psychiatry. Here are some of the main points as read from this article. There have been changes and modifications of burnout measures over the years. Because the initial concern about burnout emerged from caregiving occupations such as healthcare and human services, the measures developed in the 1980s tended to reflect the experience of those professions. 
For the MBI, the solution was the development of a general survey that could be used within any occupation. Not only were various items revised to be more occupation neutral, but the dimension of depersonalization, which was more specific to human services, was broadened to refer to a negative detachment from work and was renamed cynicism. And the dimension of personal accomplishment was broadened and renamed professional efficacy. More recent burnout measures utilized more occupation neutral wording from the outset. So just to hop in again, with the MBI, there are different types. There's one for healthcare professions. There's again, what was talked about just now, the general survey. There are now many different forms of this in order to um, address certain populations when talking about burnout. All right, back to the article. This distinction between measures that assess several dimensions of burnout and those that assess the sole dimension of exhaustion continues to the present day and reflects different conceptualizations of burnout. Now she's going to go on to list a couple different inventories, so I will just list those now. It was the Bergen Burnout Inventory, which assesses three dimensions of burnout, exhaustion at work, cynicism toward the meaning of work, and a sense of inadequacy at work. The second one that she lists is the Oldenburg Burnout Inventory, and that's two dimensions. It says exhaustion and disengagement for work. Other burnout measures focus on exhaustion alone, although they differentiate between various aspects of exhaustion. And now for this example, she lists the Sharome Malamid, I'm probably saying that completely wrong, but um, burnout measure, which distinguishes between physical fatigue, emotional exhaustion, and cognitive weariness, and the Copenhagen Burnout Inventory, which makes a distinction between physical and psychological exhaustion. Maslow fleshes out the definitions of all these, and it's very interesting. I want to share, there are just more adjectives contained in this little definition of these three main components of burnout that she uses. So she says the exhaustion dimension is also described as wearing out, loss of energy, depletion, debilitation, and fatigue. The second, the cynicism dimension, which was originally called depersonalization, is also described as negative or inappropriate attitude towards clients, irritability, loss of idealism, and withdrawal. And then finally, the inefficacy dimension, which was originally called reduced personal accomplishment, is also described as reduced productivity or capability low morale, and an inability to cope. So it's interesting to see how much it's changed from what I read earlier, that long segment um, from the manual, um, the third version. You know, there again, there is a fourth version of this manual of this uh, for the MBI. But it's interesting to see how it's changed over time over the course of um, 25 plus years that the MBI has been in existence. So I also just want to briefly mention the idea that there may be a continuum of burnout, which comes up from kind of hearing about these other different inventories because they include, you know, only two dimensions of burnout or one, you know, by focusing only on exhaustion. So I want to just kind of state that that seems to be an option as well, 
it might not just be, oh, there are three, you know, and you either have it or you don't. To a certain point, it could be you're experiencing particularly one or two of the three that Maslow talks about. And I, I just want to bring that up as well, because I think that's important. So we will choose to stick with the general definition that MBI currently uses, which says burnout is a psychological syndrome emerging as a prolonged response to chronic interpersonal stressors on the job. The three main components are overwhelming exhaustion, feelings of cynicism and detachment from the job, and a sense of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment, otherwise known as professional efficacy. To me, I think this definition correctly identifies key components of the experience of burnout that are universal and far-reaching, which is what we want as we continue on this journey about discussing burnout and its implications in the lives of young and old clinicians alike. Now, I know that this was maybe a more tedious episode, and it may seem like I did a lot of reading from those things, but I think it's it's very important that we understand, you know, the beginning of this work. And you could tell, like, Maslach from that first manual to kind of the World Psychiatry article that she's kind of refined these ideas. And again, this is over years of research and years of the MBI being tested out as a tool for measuring burnout. So I'm glad that you could join me in this work, even though it may seem a bit tedious. Tune in next time as we get to the more nitty-gritty work of identifying causes of burnout. I've talked with a couple different people for this next one. Um, I interviewed my current preceptor, who's a general surgeon, as well as a family friend who is a clinical therapist about causes of burnout. So I'm excited to share what they had to say um, and what they think about that. So thanks for listening. Remember, education and awareness are the first steps towards change in our own lives. Here's to living with purpose and fulfillment. Until next time, goodbye. The views presented are those of this author alone and not those of Des Moines University. The song you hear at the beginning and end of this podcast is entitled Creative Days from Purple Planet Music.